0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast And as you can tell by the title, this podcast is called Queens in Hip Hop And the reason I'm calling it Queens in Hip Hop is because I want to discuss a lot of amazing women who have taken part in the music And just in my opinion, I don't think a lot of these female MCs get respect on the same field In the same way that their male peers do in the same field so I want to bring up. I'm gonna be bringing up a lot of names. I'm kind of gonna give a rundown of who I'm gonna be talking about. Everyone from Queen Latifah, Little Kim, uh, Roxanne Shante, to Angel Haze, Nitty Scott, Tierra Whack, um, Rhapsody, Flo Millie, Rico Nasty. There, there, there are so many female MCs out here that I have to cover, and I'm gonna be putting together a playlist, and I should be dropping the link. Uh, If it isn't below in this description, it's going to be below in my social media description, so you can go check that out on my YouTube. Anyway, I just want to say, I guess I'll start out, I'll take it back a little bit, and I want to talk about Queen Latifah, and last week I put up an Instagram post about her talking about her and her impact, and I think Queen Latifah in a way can kind of get overlooked and be framed as some sort of female Will Smith because of the way she transitioned from music to acting, but... She did so very smart. The way that Queen Latifah maneuvered and then switched over, it was very subtle. It was all natural. It's not like it was a forced change. And that's one thing you have to respect about Queen Latifah. She took the opportunities when they came, and she's been involved in some major movies. I I think she was in Juice with Tupac Shakur. She knew him. She she's been around a lot of legends. You know, everybody from Salt and Pepper to I think even Heavy D. She she's been around. And she knew a lot of people in in the come up of hip hop, like the pioneers. So I genuinely think that Queen Latifah is a pioneer, and I give her my respect. Same thing if we talk about Little Kim. And I'm gonna try to go in a chronological order order as far as eras go. But if we talk about Little Kim, you know when she dropped that Pink album, or I I think that's the album right now. It's not Pink. It's something else. Fuck but you know you know what album I'm talking about the one that became every poster but little kim she was a very very influential artist for her time but let's be completely real here without little kim there wouldn't be this huge uh, opening for artists like Nicki Minaj and Cardi B she did pave that trail as the first female rap superstar little kim was that woman and also shout out to foxy brown as well um, much respect to Foxy Brown. She also played a role too. You know, she kind of come up came up from the same era. So damn, there are a lot of people I have to talk about. Yeah, so you have to throw her in in into the into the discussion as well because Foxy Brown has rapped alongside the likes of Jay Z and Ja Rule, and she she's even been on, I think she's been on tracks with um just a lot of impressive people, and she's held her own. She's worked with. I think there's also Rod Digger. I was thinking of Rod Digger. She's worked with Busta Rhymes. There's Missy Elliott. There is such a huge, oh my God! Like there are so many great MCs out there. Um, let's see. If we talk about Missy Elliott, I've done a podcast about her and I've called her a trailblazer. And I think Missy Elliott, what really does make her a trailblazer is her aesthetic, the way she didn't give a fuck. Similar to Busta Rhymes, she was able to do these amazing outfits and and just go outside of the box where other artists couldn't. And for her to do that as a female. And then you also have the production from Timbaland. It really gives a great... So Missy Elliott to rap on production by Timbaland and then to just build up her career from there and then to see where she's at, where she still has relevance in 2020 with their latest record that came out that started a dance craze. There is there's no doubt that Missy Elliott is a legend as well. And also shout out to Eve, Eve, you have to put Eve in this discussion as well, because Eve, what she did coming up, she was one of the she was the, the first lady of Rough Riders records. Which was not an easy thing, you know So Eve was definitely the kind of artist who didn't give a fuck Like to be in that position, to be signed to Rough Riders at that time When it was the IT crew And who she was working with I think she scored a huge track with Madonna She was doing really well And Eve... Like I said, I think Eve is really talented I think she has a great flow And she had a lot of good music for her time And you have to put her in the discussion As far as great em- MCs And I, I, we have to take away this whole entire stigma About women in hip hop And just talk about it as is Instead of just putting everybody in a box, you know And even in this generation We have a lot of great MCs We got Tierra Wack We got Little Sims Megan Thee Stallion Rico Nasty Drezy. Who else? Angel Hayes. There is such a plethora of Flo Millie. There is such a plethora of dope rappers. Like even Sasha Gohard. Don't let me forget. So I've listened to a lot of mi- mixtapes too. I remember listening to Dreezy. She had this, I think the, the there was a song called Schizo. That shit went hard. Dreezy is an artist from Chicago. And if you I, I recommend you go check out her Chirac remix. Because that that really goes hard. That's a great song. I would definitely check that shit out. Um Dreezy What I do like about Dreezy Is just her fucking aggression She's so fucking raw You know Similar to Rico Nasty Like they both Or even Angel Hayes They have this capability Where they just go in And they can just spit the most vicious shit, and it's just so harsh. But I love it, and and that's the great thing. Like even with Megan Thee Stallion, her vocal inflection is much deeper. So when she says certain words, she carries more bass, and the way she fucking strings words together, I think really like when I think of the Double XL freshman, the one that came out recently, I think it was the 2018, 2019. I thought the women were really setting the bar because if you go to the ciphers, a lot of the best verses came from Rico Nasty, Tierra Whack, Megan Thee Stallion. They all really killed it. And then especially Tierra Whack, her writing is incredibly layered. If you really break down her verses and her freestyles, her writing is very creative and well put together. So shout out to Tierra Whack. And Rhapsody, Rhapsody, we can't forget about Rhapsody, what she's been able to do in her position, the producers that she has worked with, she's been able to work with Ninth Wonder, which, come on, that speaks for himself, Ninth Wonder doesn't work with everybody, he only works with a certain subset of artists, artists that can really spit and really put shit together, so for Ninth Wonder to be... Working with her, I think that's a huge stamp of approval. You also, the, you also got to put together that she's been successful when she, in, in other areas. When she was featured on To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, that was a huge opportunity for her to be showcased to the, the mainstream public, you know, the, the mainstream music listener. And with her being able to provide a perception of uh, j- just being a wholesome young woman, I think that was really cool, just being genuine, being authentic. And I remember listening to Rhapsody, she, She's Got Game Mixtape, and that was when I really became a fan. Um, like I said, Dat Piff, I grew up on it, so this is where I, I found a lot of these people, including Dreezy. And my girlfriend introduced me to Rico Nasty's music, and from there, I, I just always kind of grew a chip on my shoulder when certain artists wouldn't get... The kind of nods that they deserved Because they weren't, you know, showing as much uh, What se- Like, you know, sex sells That's the reality, sex sells And that's the easy way to go about it You know, there's a, you know, this is no diss You know, there's the city girls, they're doing their thing Cardi B, Nicki Minaj I know I mentioned Little Kim And there's nothing wrong with that I have no issue with that in any way, shape, or form But I'm talking about strictly off of music and artistry There are people like Little Sims who are who are amazing writers? Oh my God! Like the like in, uh, Ashley Zorel, who's been working with Royce to Five Nine, really amazing too. So when when I think of um when I think of Little Sims, though, I'm gonna drop a link to some of her music below. But she, her her uh, style, the way she she's able to flip her uh, multi syllables and put together her metaphors, is really eye opening because she she does things differently. And she has her own flavor and her own flair. And that's why I think you should go check her out. And Angel Hayes, she speaks for herself. I remember that track she did where she, uh, in the music video, she has the Freddy Krueger hand. And there are these girls doing hopscotch. And she's just fucking spitting, dude. She is just, blah, 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 She is going off the rails. And Angel Hayes is an is a great fucking artist. I remember when I discovered her listening... I I think it was this E P where she did a couple of remixes. One of them was Song Cry and another one was Cleaning Out My Closet. And she had a few original records. But those two records were incredibly interpersonal, especially Cleaning Out My Closet. And Angel Hayes has a really crazy story because she grew up in a cult. She grew up in a cult. This is insane, right? And uh, I I think that wow like it's pretty insane like to imagine what that's like to grow up in a cult and to fucking suffer through that kind of shit you know so her music definitely brings a lot of perspective and she's a very very cool person if if you go and watch any of her interviews I think one thing you take away from her is how authentic and genuine she is there there are a lot of really in disingenuous people and authentic and what I really appreciate about Angel Hayes. Is her lack of no fucks to give like she just doesn't give a fuck, and that's really what I appreciate in an artist when you're so much in your own world that nothing really leaks in. That's what I appreciate. Angel Hayes is one of those artists, you know, and it's a shame that she doesn't get that same amount of uh you know commercial recognition. But she, at the same time, she doesn't need it. I don't think they need it. Um, I and to uh shout out to Nitty Scott because. She uh, she's worked with amazing. I, th- I think she worked with with Joelle Ortiz again, who is amazing. So, like the resume that she has, she has outrapped a lot of dudes. Like she has outrapped a lot of motherfuckers. And I can't remember what what is that that track she did with uh, Joelle Ortiz. I think she formed a super group with uh, Joelle Ortiz and someone else. I I don't want to fuck up the name, which which is very possible. So I want to get this right. Let's see, it's called No Panty That That's the name It's No Panty It's Joel Ortiz Nitty Scott And Bodega Bams And I'll, I'll add this to the playlist And when I do a part two I wanna i I'm going to elaborate And do a part two podcast Of Queens and Hip Hop And I really want to talk more And I don't know I might even want to figure out A way to interview some, some new people Like I would love to sit down And interview Angel Hayes I think she to really get a full grasp on her story and where she comes from, I would love to talk to her. She seems very interesting. I'd like to talk talk to Rhapsody, especially see how she she finds the right musicians to help compose her album and if it conflicts with the way d- ninth the ninth one uh ninth, the ninth one ninth wonder produces. There are a lot of things. But yeah, so the supergroup is called No Panty. But even before that she released this project called The Boombox Diaries and that's where that's where I discovered her and she had this track called t- called Tell Somebody and I don't I always wondered like it's crazy how she didn't, didn't blow up because she really you know she had that same that same uh what what is it that, that to me she possessed that it factor you know what i mean she was beautiful she was smart and her music was great she could really rap and on this album, The Art of Chill, she really did showcase that on a bunch of records Nobody Knows, The Unlearning, a bunch of and some great storytelling like Little Sister, Gone Girl, just a lot of great, well put together songs. And she has Ab Soul on it. So she's able to weave and work with some of the greatest rappers around. And she holds her own. And her rapping style has been compared to MC Light and Lauren Hill. And uh, much much love to MC Light for what she's done as well. I have to mention her name. I'm gonna have to make a list after I do this podcast and really be descriptive because there are so many so many female MCs out here, and there are so many MCs in general. But MC Light, I got to give her some respect, you know, because she's been doing this for a long time. And her albums, like she has such a, she has a pretty huge discography that goes up to 2015, where in 1988 she dropped Light as a Rock. 1989, she did Eyes on This, and in 1991, she said, Act Like You Know. But Eyes on This was, to me, a standout album for the time, because it had the Cha 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 record and Cappuccino. So go back and take take a listen to MC Light, because this was, wait, she was signed to Atlantic Records, damn. Atlantic Records has been doing a lot. They really like to rake money off artists, but... Also, shout out, she's from, a, I think she was born in Brooklyn, New York, but I thought, thought she was based in Detroit for a little bit. Hmm. But Little Mama, too. Shout out to Little Mama. I still remember, I have to bring this up, when Little Mama went on stage with Jay-Z and shit, that shit made me laugh so fucking hard. I mean, come on, like, when you saw Jay-Z and Alicia Keys performing, and then, <laughs> and then you see Little Mama creep up, what goes through your head? What goes through your head It's some of the funniest shit ever And I go back And I look at that video Sometimes To cure my depression And The reaction Where Jay-Z finishes it And he's like Alright Are you done dancing Just get the fuck off the stage That is just so weird You have to think Someone is performing And to get on stage That feels kinda I mean Maybe Maybe that's a center of attention thing But I don't know I don't wanna get too sidetracked either But even Alicia Keys Was saying God get this chick Off the fucking stage Like I mean, the lack of respect, but anyway, you know, Little Mama also got got roasted by the Breakfast Club, which I I didn't think was was fair. You know, I think they might have went too hard, but anyway, what the hell can you do? And I know Nicki Minaj, I want to bring her up, because I know that there's been this huge Nicki Minaj hate train, a lot of criticism, I've given some criticism myself, but I truly think that Nicki Minaj did do something special when when she came in the game because she picked up the baton and she moved it up another notch for female MCs as far as commercial viability. And she showed that you could really make it as far as, you know, working with Lil Wayne, Drake, putting down a staple and being one of the main uh, sellers for that label. And, you know, I know all all this stuff surrounding her boyfriend, whatever. I'm just trying to think about the music. Roman Reloaded. I mean, not Roman Reloaded. I mean, Roman's Revenge is a great song with Eminem. It it really is a dope fucking song, and Nicki Minaj held her own, even if she didn't write that whole entire verse herself, which I think she did. I do appreciate what she does, and I think Nicki is dope, even though all this controversy and shit. I think Nicki is great. I think she's a great fucking artist, and I wish her. I wish her a great successful career. You know, and she she's had a successful career. I've only wished nothing but. You know, like I said, I just wish success for people, including even Cardi B and what she's done, because Cardi B, I've always talked about Cardi B's personality being a great driving factor, because again, authenticity is always number one to people. So when you bring this authentic factor, I don't think you can lose. I think you can only win. And in the case of Cardi B, what she does is incredibly special because she is so so Bronx and so cardi that she she blocks out any anything else that the world has to say, and I think that's very smart. While a lot of other artists try to conform to the world, she has the world conform to her, which is very interesting. And she has some good music. You have you have to look through her discography, comb through it, and you'll find something that you'll like. And what I love about podcasting too is I get to like cover these topics and really go over it. And I want to talk about Rico Nasty because Rico Nasty. I remember watching Days of the They said she looked like a Mortal Kombat character in the cypher. It's kind of funny, but on, on a serious note, though, I let that song smack a bitch is fucking great. Like that whole entire video, Rico Nasty doesn't give a shit. Again, that's another thing that I I really appreciate about artists when they don't give a fuck. Rico fucking nasty. Everything from the popping, the sugar trap shit, creating her style and her brand, the fact she can actually rap, the work with Kenny Beats, the way she does things, the way she conducts herself, her story, her her losing her boyfriend to gun violence and having to raise her own child. It's really a real story. And she's a real fucking person. You see that in her interview. She seems like a really cool, really cool chick. And I always want to support cool people, nice people. and and good music and she seems like she embodies that so shout out to Rico Nasty for doing her thing and it's all love like and there there are so many great artists on the come up on the underground scene you know that it makes me even when I when I compile this playlist I'll drop a few more links but I think I might just save the playlist for part two of the podcast where I elaborate more and just really break it down but this is just part one you know and there's a lot more I'm going to be breaking down the ep- next episode, um, not this this episode, because tomorrow I'm dropping the Royce to 5-9 podcast, but this is strictly about, you know, the women in hip-hop, and this Friday I'll be dropping another podcast about them, and I'll also be dropping a podcast about Phila Day, and I might even drop a little extra something where I talk about Gambino's surprise release, a couple of events that have happened in hip-hop. There's always something new happening, but... I just want to say thank you guys for listening. It means the world to me. And yeah, just keep on rocking in the free world. I'll see you on the flip side. Peace.